0: Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8, or 88, right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. This is Positively Different Radio in the Morning, and you are with the, dull, the, 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 the Double L team, Lyle
1: and Lawson. <laughs> How are you this morning, Lawson? Oh man, actually, like, I am so fantastic. You have no idea. I don't. Like, Please it's, tell me. It's incredible. I have no idea. Okay, I'll tell you one thing now and then one thing in the next segment because I need a little, little bit more time to explain. All right. All one right. good thing now is um, something that I said yesterday that I was grateful for that I was like, it was all like under wraps. Um, and I was like, ooh, like no one can know. Um, well, basically... Um, yeah, so this year I'm planning to go and study theology at Avondale College. Indeed. And uh, yesterday I organized my entrance exam, uh-huh. uh, which will be on the 15th of January. So basically, I wanted to tell you guys that now, because it was like, well, it's probably going to happen anyway, but I was like, now it's like all legit. It's happening. I'm it going to do this exam. It is on. And awesome. I would like to call for the people out there to please pray for me. Um, This is a huge thing. Like I, last time I went to school was in 2013 when I was in year nine. And now (laughs) I uh, have made the step into... Oh, you have (laughs) no idea what's coming your way, Lawson. I've made the step into tertiary education. So I need all the prayer I can get to please pray for me. Um, But yeah, I'm so blessed because of that. But I have even more blessings coming up in the next segment. But Lyle, what are you grateful for? Oh, let me think. What am I? What am I grateful
0: for? I'm just sort of running through a list in my mind, but I am kind of grateful for pizza. Yes, you know, God bless Italy. (laughs) Yeah, you know, God bless Italy. Where would we be out with? Where where would? Where would the world
1: be without pizza and pasta? I agree. Like, I'm pretty sure spaghetti bolognese has been Australia's food for a couple of years now. Like for for like over 10 years, it's like the main food of Australia. Is that so? Like yeah. Our primary thing? It's our primary food is spaghetti bolognese.
0: Well, there you go. All that Italian immigration that we had all those years back has, uh, Was has paid off. <laughs> it is a blessing. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So let's keep praying at this time, of course, for our bushfires Mm. and our fireys and our farmers as uh, they try and get on top of things before the before the the country heats up again in a couple of days' time. This is Alan Jackson.
2: Sing the wondrous love of Jesus, sing his mercy and his grace, in the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all when we all get to heaven, heaven. what a day of rejoicing, rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus We'll sing and shout the victory victory. Onward to the prize before us Soon His beauty will behold Soon the pearly gates will open We shall tread the streets of gold When When we all heaven, what a day of rejoicing Rejoicing that will be, be. when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory, victory. When when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory.
0: You were listening to Alan Jackson with When We All Get To Heaven here on Faith FM, singing some of th- I believe it's his uh, mother's favourites
1: in that uh, particular album. He oh, did that for his mum. What a lad. Yeah, just... It's like, shout out me mum. I'm just going to sing a bunch of songs that she loves because I love her so much. Yeah. That's, what a winner. Uh-huh. That is so good.
0: <laughs> All right, what have you got for our uh, quiz, quiz there, Lawson? Ooh, hold on. Okay, I'm holding on. I'm waiting. Ooh. This is this is where um, you know I am I, I am I am wondering why there is a puzzled look on your face right now. Okay, it appears okay. that you
1: may have pulled out right. the quiz that you were not expecting to pull out. What book am I? I am the only book in the NIV Bible containing the word Messiah. <laughs> what kind of a what kind of a quiz is that? <laughs>
0: Uh um, i take a stab. No, you won't. Took a stab it's and I've never even read the NIV. No, you such a seven, you're in, such a incorrect. 70s Bible. Such a it's a 70. boomer's Bible. It's <laughs> NIV is a <laughs> is a boomer Bible. <laughs> okay, boomers, boomer. no, seriously, boomers
2: love
1: boomers love the NIV. <laughs> they do. <laughs> They're all about it what what is that but that's so strange because i was like oh i thought boomers loved the the king james no 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 the king james there's a there's a there's a there's a
0: an, an elite section of society
1: <laughs> so
0: that crosses uh, all cultural boundaries The new king james and survival. all and 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 all
1: age brackets that just loves the k j v that's true yeah that's true, because it's like young people who are, like, like I'm talking young, like, 15-year-olds who are pulling out their KJV and, you know. People who are into Bible memorization are all KJV users. That's incorrect. Like, 99% of nah, the time, they're KJV users. You. Well, I must be a 1%, because, mate, I'm, I'm all about my new King James.
0: Ah, well, this is the KJV family of Bibles.
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I mentioned earlier that I was immensely blessed and I needed just a little bit of time to talk about that blessing. Yes. And so this is this is the blessing. Okay. Right, let's hear about it. So some guy uh who did arise last year who shall remain nameless I le- which is I, which is Bible College that uh, Lawson did a few yeah, years back. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So he did it last year in 2019, and during the time where he was Bible working for a church here in Newcastle, I lent him my scooter. And now my scooter, it's like a moped, like zooms around. Um, it's like an awesome little learner bike. But so it's not one of those scooters where you just put one foot on it and the other foot on the ground. No, no, no. This is like a like a moped. It's uh, basically a motorbike. Yeah. It was a 200cc scooter. Anyways, oh, it's a decent scooter. A decent scooter. It went pretty quick. I hit like. Uh no, I never mind. I've heard that can, I've heard <laughs> yes. that it can Lawson
0: suddenly realized there's this thing called radio.
1: I've heard Things I say on radio everybody can hear. I've heard that it can go faster than the freeway speed. But anyway, like it's <laughs> it's pretty quick for a moped. Anyways, I lent it to him and uh he got involved in a car accident, unfortunately. He uh, yeah. uh a car pulled out in front of him and he had to lay the thing down like into it you know so got involved in this car crash he was okay um but the bike was like wrecked and the car you know had a big ding in it but because the car took fault then you know the car's like okay it'll you know it's my fault it'll go through my insurance anyway so this happened in like july last year and since then there's just been this backward and forward with the insurance and the bike shop where it's at and everything was just going around and round in circles. And then he went back to America and there was a point where I thought that maybe he'd stolen my bike, but he hadn't. No, that's not true. I'm just putting it out there. Awesome dude. We sorted it all out. Really great guy, even though I haven't mentioned his name, but super awesome dude. He helped me sort it all out eventually. And um, basically... Um, I find out like, I, cause I went to the bike shop and I'm like, okay, what's the go with the bike? And they're like, okay, Lawson, um, look, there's like about over two grand worth of parts that we need to buy. And we're just waiting for the, the, um, the insurance to clear it, you know, to get the money to go and buy it. now this bike's worth, you know, three and a half grand or so like brand new. And, uh, it's a couple years old and it's just been crashed and I'm like, Ooh, okay. You know, like, the insurance will pay for all the parts, but then I'll have to, because I want to sell it anyway, and then it'll be a crash bike resale and stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, it was good that they were paying for the parts, but I was like, oh, you know, a bit sketchy on it, because it's going to be a bit of effort for me. Anyways. Almost almost wish that uh, it was written off. So Hit that a little so, bit harder. I get a call yesterday. From UE Insurance, they call me up and they're like, "I was about to call them too because I hadn't gotten onto them, I had hadn't talked to them at all." I, they call me up and they're like, "Lawson, there's no way to sugarcoat this, your bike's written off." And I was like, "Oh man, that that's terrible." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." And inside you thinking, "No," but I didn't realize. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, oh, so is that it? Like my bike's just, cause they said it like she said it, the lady super nice, but said it really negatively. Like there's no way to sugarcoat this. Like the bike's written off. I'm like, so my bike's just dead and that's it. And it's like, no, instead we're going to pay you. We're going to pay you out for the bike. And I was like, Oh, okay. And they're like, yeah. So we're going to give you like a couple grand for it. And I'm like, yeah, sick. So, <laughs> so basically, so basically, you don't have to sell your bike. I don't have to sell my bike, and well, I'm actually getting the bike back. Like they don't have to take the bike; it's my property. So they oh, so it's written off. Yep. But they're just giving it to me, so I don't know what kind of state it's in. Maybe it's still rideable and turn into like a hectic paddock basher. But I have a paddock in mind. But. Legitimately, it's like not only are they giving me the black back, so that's which is fine, but then they're giving me money as well and they're paying me. And so I'm just like, oh, so blessed when I found that out yesterday because I've been really praying like during this time, as I mentioned uni before, you know, I'm about to go into, uh, unemployed student life and then eventually like employment but just over the next couple of months while i you know uni starts and everything you know and i had you know my last paycheck in the middle of january and then my you know pet getting paid out for my leave as well and i'm like oh god you know please just sustain me in this time like if i need more money than that please just you know help me and that's exactly what's happened so I would just recommend, and at that time, like, and at this time, like, I'm, you know, there's just, there's just a lot of expenditure that comes with, you know, setting up for that life and, and everything and, and, um, like, yeah, I'm like, things are pretty tight for me at the moment. And like, I've just been so immensely blessed. Like on the outside, it does just look like, oh, someone crashed your bike and you got paid the insurance for it. But it was so timely. It was like exactly what I needed, when I needed it, in the way that I needed it. And so, I'm just like praising God in my heart. I'm like, man, I'm winning. This is, <laughs> That's awesome. This is the bomb okay i have a little over two minutes to tell so i've got a few stories here i'm going to tell this one story because this actually relates to you guys you lyle and oh, shell Oh, oh okay oh. so because and that's because of your son emerson southwell
3: mm-hmm.
1: he emerson southwell i love the guy he's like one of my good mates but guy is dyslexic as he is he is <laughs> dyslexic as but check this out um a company a French company called uh, a team of researchers called Lexilife have created a lamp uh, this special lamp that basically like gives ninety percent of people with dyslexia the ability to read effortlessly. A lamp. It's a lamp.
0: Like a bedside lamp. Like a bedside lamp. Like you switch the light on and suddenly I can read. Yes. Like there's a light going on in my brain, now I can yes. read. Yes, yes. So they put this in the brain or they put this in the bed? No, this no, no. So bed. this
1: is like a lamp. It's like literally looks like a bedside lamp, but like kind of cool. And the thing that it does it like... they Because doctors have kind of s- supposed that dyslexia comes from having like two dominant eyes. And so they've kind of tested this by going, okay, well... They've got this lamp, and basically, it like the light pulsates and goes on and off, like, and you can ramp it up or slow it down or whatever it is, and it just pulsates. And for some reason, the way that dyslexia works, so why not
0: just stand under a flicking, flickering fluoro? Well, that this, won't give you a headache. This
1: is the thing: is that like <laughs> they've found that this is just I don't know. It's working perfectly. All of the things that I thought it like, yeah, I'm like, wouldn't that be kind of annoying? Apparently, not for dyslexic people. They can just like put it their computer or a sheet of paper under this light and bam, what do you know? They can read perfectly. That's so bizarre.
0: I... I... <laughs> I'm going to have to try this.
1: Yes, you will. But unfortunately, at the moment, you know, just due to manufacturing costs, this lamp is worth like 550 I am not going to be trying this. (laughs) Pounds. Pounds. But... No, euros. Sorry, 550 euros. But um, in the future, they're like, yeah, you know, once we make this available to the United States and we get shipping costs down, um, then we'll be able to... Bring the cost down. Bring the cost down. Right now, this is Ellie Holcomb with Red Sea Road.
4: We buried dreams, laid them deep into the earth behind us, said our goodbyes at the grave, but ever.
0: That was Ellie Holcomb with Red Sea Road. You listen to Faith FM. We're about to have another clue for our quiz. Get ready to give us a call. This is the double L team right here on the Breakfast Show. 1 800 324 843 is the number to call or text us on 0491
1: 064 669. Lawson. Okay. Clue number what two. book M I. Quote You diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. I'm going to go with this one. Oh, incorrect. Double incorrect. So, double prizes up for grabs this morning. 1-800-324-843. And if you know what this is... I can is, finish the verse for you. No, you can't, Lyle. Is, and
0: these are they which testify of me.
1: Bam, there you go. That's KJV. If only you knew where that verse was found. If only, then only I knew where it would, was found. <laughs> then <laughs> I yeah, be There would only be single prizes available. <laughs> All right. Um...
0: It's uh it's it's in one of four books, put it that yeah. way. <laughs> All right, so That's what uh, you think. How long should a sermon be? New research coming out of the United States. Did you know that sermon length has become scientific lawson?
1: Um How long do you preach for? How long was so, your longest okay. sermon ever? Have you
0: ever had one that just got
1: completely out of control? Yeah, so every every young preacher has this during one. our series I preached a sermon that was an hour and a half.
0: Yeah, I do remember that.
1: Yes, yeah. yes, there was, uh-huh. But uh-huh. I've been consistently, the last two times I've preached have been 55 minutes on the dot. 55 minutes? Yeah. I'm all about it.
0: Okay. So <laughs> so, 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 you are not one of these, uh, you are one of these people who subscribe to the concept that uh, sermonettes create Christianettes. Yeah, sure.
1: Yeah, that that is that is the <laughs> best thing I've ever
0: heard, and it's true. Oh, uh, dear. Okay, so sermon length uh, research coming out of the United States has found that current sermon length is averages across the US thirty-seven minutes. Uh,
1: man, if that that's the which is actually, average, which is
0: actually quite reasonable. Your now you, this you, this won't mean anything to you, but uh, there's a whole bunch of people out there who are ex gens. Uh, who will remember the days of VHS? Uh huh. And in the days of VHS, if you wanted to watch a, a TV show, and you wanted to watch it when you wanted to watch it, what you did was you put your VHS tape into the tape into no, the. Into I know it. Like I had a VH, VHS. Oh, you had one of these. Okay, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize you were that old. Man, you're ancient. <laughs> um, but you put it in the you put it in the machine, and you set the timer so that at a certain time it starts recording. Mm. and the great thing about that was that you could fast-forward the ads, just imagine, mm. okay, and it records your show. Now, there was this other button that you could push there, which was, uh, I don't know, it had two little arrows on it, I forget what it was called, um, that both pointed at each other, and basically what it meant was that when the tape got to the end, it would just start recording backwards over the top of everything that had already been recorded, mm. and the human brain is a little bit like that. And the human brain uh starts recording over the top of itself every twenty minutes mm-hmm. so with a sermon the the the, the, the idea with the sermon is you spend your first twenty minutes building the foundation for the last twenty minutes, which is the part that people will remember mm-hmm and so that works out, you know, about 40 minutes is, is 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 good value for
1: that kind of... So 37 minutes is,
0: I, I, I think, in the U.S. they're pretty much um, bang
1: but that, on right here. If that's an average, then that means a bunch of people are going way short than that. Okay. Um, the longest average sermons in the United States are coming out of black
0: African-American churches. Uh-huh. And those guys are averaging 57 minutes.
1: Uh-huh. My man. Not surprised. Man, my man.
0: Not surprised at all. Because they... Go
1: for it. These are are wordsmiths. Because check it out. They're they're doing the triple tape recorder right here. That's right. They go like 20 minutes foundation, 20 minutes six story, 20 minutes application. That's what it's (laughs) all about. (laughs) Okay. The Roman Catholic Church is averaging 14 minutes.
0: So, (laughs) some of those guys are going shorter so you're sort of thinking, you know, 10-minute uh, sermons. <laughs> that's a pretty short sermon. <laughs> Easily remembered. Easily remembered. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's oh, kind of man, the, the extremes wild. that you have uh, either side with sermon length. Mm. Um, yeah, just in case you were wondering what the ideal length is, um, it seems to be in the in, in this day and age to be somewhere around the 37-minute mark. Of course, if you go back a few years, you know, to the time of, uh, let's see, um, um, John, 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 John. And why have I gone blank? I'm thinking John Wycliffe, but I don't remember. John don't, Wesley. John Wesley. John Wesley. Yeah. Of course, sermons in those days were usually about three hours. Yeah. Probably a little long. But then again, Paul did preach until midnight.
1: Yeah, and so much so that a somebody died. Fell out of. Well, then they didn't die. It's and like then a, they didn't die. It's like a miracle. <laughs> yes.
0: Uh, but I think the shorter sermons have meant that God has. Uh, Worked less miracles, maybe, mm. um, of oh. raising people from the dead <laughs> when there they fall go. out a window from going to sleep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's uh, that seems to be what, um, what it is these days. All right. In uh, the world of positively different news, uh, of course, Chris Hemsworth um, overnight donated $1 million to the oh, bushfires nice. here in Australia mm. along with Elton John. Mm. Um, he came through uh, several hours later with... Uh, an announcement to equal that. Um, on the flip side, there have been 86 scams yep. that yep. have been found on social media so yep. far, people raising money for the bushfires when they're just putting it in their pocket. So be mm. very, very aware of scams and make sure that you put that money into um, – your big organizations go directly to their website. Uh, places like ADRA, A-D-R-A, um, is a good one to go to. And you can make a donation directly mm. there, uh, and it will go to where it needs to be. Mm. Okay. Lawson. Yes. Smart watch tracking for kids. Good idea or bad idea? Oh. So you buy your kid a smart watch, and now you, as a parent, can know everywhere they are at all times.
1: Oh, it's such a middle of the road thing because it's right. like yes and no.
0: So I'm all for it because as a parent, I'm responsible for my kids, so I'm philosophically I'm all for yeah, it. Yeah, fully. Philosophically, I'm all for it, um, because I'm a parent and I've been there and I've done that. Smart watches, of course, have their flip side in that you can do all kinds of things with a screen that you know I wouldn't give to my kids. Recently, uh, and, and of course, one of the big things with these is parents who buy them for their children who have medical issues and they have mm-hmm. a uh, panic button on them. Which is a great idea. Mm, Yeah, that's really good. Um, And you can hit that panic button. The parents can be bang on site, you know, as quickly as possible, etc. But recently, uh, one of these, uh, a father bought one of these for um, for his daughter, Mm. and thinking, you know, this would be a great idea. Bought one of the really um, upmarket ones, Mm. and then thought, you know what? I'm going to borrow a device from a friend of mine and see if I can hack this thing. And within no time. He was able to track that smartwatch from his friend's device. No problem at all. He was able to change who the parents of that child were in the settings. He was able to call that child from their new parents. He could even change how the the child's location was displayed. Now that
1: that's pretty gnarly. Is
0: seriously <laughs> freaky. Yeah. Yeah, so technology it has its upsides and its downsides. Mm. Um, and we need to be aware of what's happening in our world. And yeah, good parenting is um, is good parenting. And the digital age has you know, given us some tools, but at the same time, yeah. they can be dangerous and we need to be aware of that. Mm. Uh, 6.5... Earthquake just smashed Puerto Rico. Oh, Puerto Rico's had a few hits in the last few years, and that uh, that's going to be a bit of a nasty one for them there. Once again, a sign of the times. We've talked about uh, earthquakes here on Faith FM before, on the breakfast show on Faith FM, and uh, the dramatic increase that we have seen in them, and this is just another one coming through, and these are signs that Jesus is coming back soon. Uh, the bushfires, while we're talking about signs of the times, and the bushfires seem to soak up all of the oxygen mm. in the news. About a third of the UK, an area about the size of a third of the UK, um, has now been burnt here in Australia. Mm. Uh, Twenty people confirmed dead since uh, July. Two thousand homes lost, and more to be added to that. Um, and one of the big challenges with this is that we are looking at traumatized societies. Yeah. And so these bushfires are causing, um, you know, post traumatic stress. Which can last for weeks or even months at a time. And so we really encourage people at this time to uh, call someone and have a chat, get some counseling if you've been through a traumatic experience with a bushfire. Um, this is, a, this you know, get help. If you need to, just call us here on 1 800 324 843. And we will endeavor to connect you with somebody that you can talk to. This is Melissa Rado.
3: over me, my anime. Mm. For my father is the victor Your darkness only makes him brighter He'll make me more than a conqueror When I fall I will rise again 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 Do not blow over me My enemy Disappointments push me deeper Into dependence on my father I hold on to him my helper When I fall I will rise again 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 again. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy Every trial makes me stronger Every failure makes me wiser As he refines me in the fire When When I fall I rise again 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 Oh, oh, oh. oh, oh.
0: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88. Right across Australia and joining us in the studio is David Storjic, Pastor David Storjic, one of our regular guests here with his weekly presentation. Uh, now, our topic of discussion this morning is living with a narcissist. We frequently hear the word narcissism or narcissist, and I think a lot of people um, have at least some idea, you know, what narcissism is all about. But David, to kick off this uh, conversation this morning, why don't you tell us what is narcissism, and is it difficult to live with someone who is a narcissist?
5: No, oh, that's a great question, Alile. Uh, let me just uh, first go back to that title or, or topic that you're discussing, Living with a Narcissist. Mm. Uh, when we kind of read it superficially, it may imply that, uh, well, we are okay and we are living with, with somebody who is narcissistic. Mm-hmm. And that may be the case. But it also- Most definitely the case. <laughs> but- <laughs> In my case, that is the case. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, but <it> also- <laughs> that would be the definition of narcissism, wouldn't it? <laughs> That's right. But it also uh, implies that actually as we go through, through our conversation this morning, that we may there, there might be some narcissism uh, and narcissistic traits in our own life and, and uh, if you want healing uh, and transformation, the first step towards that is awareness uh, so, so now back to your question uh, what is narcissism or, or what does it mean to be a narcissistic person? Narcissism is defined in contemporary psychology as a personality disorder. And there is a page or two, or actually a few pages, in in, uh, DSM-5, which is the latest version of the Diagnostic uh, Statistical Manual, uh, which is known as the Psychiatric Bible. Uh, So when you go to a doctor or a counselor or a psychologist or a psychiatrist, they will diagnose people based on the dsm Manual. So, so this is what actually uh, uh, the manual um, will will actually look at what that manual has to say. But in a nutshell, narcissism is a term used in psychology to describe a preoccupation with with self. Uh, and and as we go a bit further, uh, it's a Greek term. Narcissism is a Greek term that uh, taken from the name of mythological narcissist uh, who fell in love with his own image and was doomed to die because he wouldn't turn away from it. So he was so preoccupied, how great I am, you know, that he couldn't turn away from that image and and he he died.
0: That's a pretty extreme example, but I guess it is mythology, so we can let that one slip. Now, just the fact that someone is preoccupied... Let me try that again. (laughs) Just because someone is preoccupied with self... Uh, that gives us a hint that living with a
5: narcissist would not be easy. Yes, definitely. A narcissist is a person who displays a high level of selfishness, vanity, and pride. He or she sees everything from uh how does it affect me? A uh, perspective so so that person is about me myself and and I as they say. The uh, DSM uh, manual describes and narcissism as, you know, and this is kind of a technical kind of a, a statement, a pervasive pattern of grandiosity, uh, whether in fantasy or in actual behavior. Uh, so, so a person who has this pervasive pattern of grandiosity need, has a heightened need for admiration. Uh, they suffer from lack of empathy, um, uh, this condition be- begins early in adulthood and presents in a various contexts. Uh, and, and there are about, uh, so to say, nine, nine different areas where it may surface. And, 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 and basically the manual suggests if it surfaces uh, or if we experience uh, challenges in five, at least five out of nine of those areas, we may have that problem. And so so let me just just quickly yeah, yeah, let's let's go through these nine. I'm I'm just
0: sort of I'm suddenly getting a little bit worried here because I'm thinking if I find 5 of these then uh, I'm a narcissist, uh, uh, <laughs> so maybe you should also be listening closely. Hopefully, you'll you um,
5: go home and cry yourself to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. So, basically, in a nutshell, these nine uh, traits, and we are looking for five or more of these, uh, if basically we're going to, to diagnose um, a narcissistic person. So, number one, person has a grandiose sense of self-importance. Uh, they exaggerate achievements, their own achievements and talents. They expect to be recognized as superior without, without actually commensurate achievements. So, so their sense of self-achievement is not at the same level of reality, so, yep. so to say. Yep. Uh, then it's it also the person is preoccupied with fantasies of unlimited success, power, brilliance, beauty, or ideal love. So kind of almost living in an unreal world. Uh, the person, number three, believes that he or she is special quote-unquote, and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high-status people. So very exclusive, but in a very snobbish kind of a way. Uh, Number four on that list is that person requires excessive admiration. You know, uh, we're talking about five love languages. Words of That's affirm- exactly what I was about to
0: ask you. That was exactly what was going through my head. You know, words of affirmation is one of those five love languages. And we are told that, you know, if that's a person's love language. That's- is a narcissist somebody who just you know only has one love language, one love language and that is words of affirmation is completely off the clock
5: well look uh, that, that's that's the very point i was going to kind of mention that that actually um, and we're thinking about the same thing yeah. words of affirmation in its context there is nothing wrong with that sure. but if we have excessive need for that mm-hmm. uh, we feel like miserable if we, if we don't get you know in our own intimate personal relationships constant Every day, as many five, ten affirmations, uh, you, know, uh, we, 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 uh, you know, we may not have that problem. But remember that you said if a person has five or more out of nine, so just because somebody has need of affirmation does not necessarily mean that they are narcissistic. Okay, so on that list of, of nine, we, we come to five. Uh, this person who, uh, or person who is narcissistic has a sense of entitlement uh, or unreasonable expectations of especially favorable treatment or t- automatic compliance with his or her expectations. So I say you comply. Mm-hmm. My opinion is, is, is the only opinion, uh, and, and so on and so on. So a very special sense of entitlement. Uh, Unreasonable is the the operable word. Uh, Point six uh, is, out of those nine points, uh, the person is interpersonally exploitative. (laughs) Exploitative. That's a kind of a mouthful of a word. But in other words, that person takes advantage of others to achieve his or her own goals or ends. So exploits other people. Very interestingly, narcissistic people tend to have lack of empathy. Uh, they're unwilling to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others. Um, eight uh, narcissistic people are often envious of others, uh, or believe, or they believe that others are envious of them. And uh, and finally, they. Oh, I mean, this list could go on and on. <laughs> but 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 these listen. are
0: the, these are nine big ones. Uh,
5: but nine is they they're they're arrogant haughty, they display arrogant and haughty, prideful behaviors and attitudes. So, so as you said, um, Lyle, uh, these are nine, nine kind of characteristics. But if a person has a problem with five or more, then the DSM manual identifies them as people who have narcissistic uh, disorder, disorder. So personality disorder.
0: In, in counseling, David, do you ever meet somebody who has
5: all nine? <sighs> Look, uh, it's 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 yeah, I would say so. That that actually yeah. a lot of people with 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 various degrees, you know, would would well not a lot, but some people mm-hmm. actually. It's mm-hmm. interesting that about six percent of the population, uh, Lyle, would have would have narcissistic disorders. So, so people who come to counseling usually actually narcissistic people. May I say? They don't even like to come to counseling because it 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 would challenge their own um, uh, perceptions of themselves, sure, sure. A- and they would be they're driven by fear. Yeah. And so if they fear, if if they feel that somebody is going to actually show them something that you know reveals something about themselves, they may not be willing to actually even go for counseling. So mm. yeah.
0: Well, something I'm very interested to talk about when we come back after the break is um, the cause. What, what is it that compels a person to behave like this? But uh, right now we're going to take a break. We'll be back after this song. You're listening to Faith FM.
6: Yo you
0: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith FM. We're here with David Stojic, who is uh, doing his weekly presentation. And this week's subject is on the subject of narcissism. We learned about nine different um, traits. Traits. That's the word I was looking at, <laughs> traits of narcissism. And if you have five out of the nine, then you have a narcissistic personality disorder. So, David, we were wondering, what is the cause? <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, that's that's probably one of the most important questions in our yeah. conversation today, apart from the solution.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well, the, the solution I would think would be related to the cause. That's
5: right. Okay. So, so, typical features and this is, this is mind-blowing mind kind of thing. Typical features of narcissistic personality disorders are variable and vulnerable self-esteem. So, so variable means it goes up and down. Okay. And, and vulnerable usually refers to people having a low Self-esteem and low self. Sense so, of does self-
0: that mean a narcissistic person has more lows than highs? Uh,
5: well, they, they can vary, but right. but I would say they're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Their, their self-esteem is vulnerable, and I would say, if I were ge- uh, guessing personally, yes, uh, they would be. They would probably have more problem with insecurity, which comes from a low self-esteem and low self- sense of of self-worth. So, characteristics or character- the difficulties uh, are are. Um, that they experience can be identified according to this uh, psychological uh, psychological Bible, the SM Manual 5, in four areas. They experience difficulties with identity, with their own identity, with self-direction, with empathy, and intimacy. And they have two more pathological traits uh, that that we'll probably mention a bit later
0: sure sure It's almost like it's a what's on the outside is opposite from what's on the inside
5: that's very true yeah okay so but, where
0: just uh, some um, okay so self esteem and self worth are big issues with a lot of people it's interesting to hear that the very root of the problem when it comes to narcissism is vulnerable self esteem let's let 's talk a bit more about that
5: yes uh, it, it, it seems that most, if not all of the personality disorders are driven by fear. I think last year at some stage, I spoke uh, about different personality yes, disorders, yeah, and but all of them are driven by fear when it comes to a narcissist, uh, the fear that drives them is the fear of being inferior uh, that 's where the problem of comparing themselves with other others come in. And a prideful and a haughty behavior usually masks the narcissist's vulnerable self-esteem and ultimately really the low self-worth because self-esteem and self-worth, as we've discussed before, are, are, are different kind of concepts, um, even though they're related.
0: This is a question that's popped into my head, David. I wonder whether you could help me with it. Um, is there a difference in narcissism between the sexes? And the reason I ask that question uh, is we as guys uh, tend to overrate uh, ourselves, and women tend to underrate themselves.
5: <laughs> I, I, I like the question. Actually, yes, there is. It looks like, based on 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 uh, on the research, that male to female ratio is 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 seri- significantly tipped tipped towards males. Yeah. Males uh, basically with narcissistic traits are in the in the in the area of 70 to 75% mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and so it with with only like 30 to 20 or 25 to 30% you know of that of that kind of disorder doesn't uh, being surprise being, me. being a, a female trait
0: yeah, it doesn't surprise me you mentioned four areas where narcissists experience difficulties um, those were identity self direction empathy and intimacy Can you just elaborate on those for me?
5: (laughs) Yes, yes. DSM uh, 5 talks about those areas in terms of a moderate or greater impairment in personality functioning, uh, manifested by characteristic difficulties in those areas. So I'll just very quickly go to those four areas. Identity, so the issues with identity, uh, where a narcissistic person uh, has excessive reference to others for self-definition or, or, and self-esteem regulation. Look, I'm not the worst. Look, look, they're worse than me. You know, or I'm better than them. Uh, so, so they just need this comparison, but they usually compare themselves with people that are, you know, in their mind inferior to them. Then self-direction. This basically refers to goals. Goal setting is based, on guess on what? On gaining approval from others. Uh, on uh, uh, Their personal standards uh, are unreasonably high in order to, to see themselves as exceptional. Or, on the other hand, they, be, they can be very low uh, because they can swing between the, the, the dependent and independent mode, you know, and so on and so on. Uh, we mentioned empathy. Uh, they have the impaired ability to recognize or identify with the feelings and needs of others uh and, uh, and they're excessively attuned uh, uh to reactions of others so what other things is 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 important and then in the area of intimacy their relationships largely are superficial and exist to serve self-esteem regulations uh, so so uh so really uh they they, they, they they seem to be a little bit incapable incapable of actually uh, having a deep relationships you know um, so that they, because they're interested in themselves more mm, than anybody else.
0: Mm. Yeah, that would be very challenging. Now, from what you've said, um, I would think it's rather obvious that a narcissistic person would not only be a challenge to live with, but would also struggle with himself or herself. We said something about this at the beginning. If I'm a narcissist, how do I live with myself? Uh, well, that's right. And uh, if I'm a narcissist, how does my wife live with me?
5: Well, that's right. Exactly. So you can imagine with those traits, uh, you know, uh, it would be very difficult to live with that person. But there are two actually... Other traits, uh, which, are, which are grandiosity, uh, they, are, they are known as pathological, actually, personality traits, which means, <laughs> when you say pathological, it's, it refers to illness. And they have the sense of grandiosity, which is an aspect of antagonism, uh, feelings of entitlement, uh, either open or, or, or covered, uh, self-centeredness, and so on and so on, and they are this other pathological trait is attention-seeking. So, so excessive attempts to attract and be the focus of attentions of others, admiration-seeking. So, so basically, they aren't happy people, Lyle. Mm, they cannot mm, be happy mm. because they're constantly seeking for approval from others. So it would, ma- it would make it difficult for them to live with themselves as well. So
0: someone who's living with a narcissist, what advice could you give them?
5: <laughs> or working with one? Okay, so so we, we are basically we are basically coming to that a uh, little in in our in our in our conversation. So so um, I would say there are two areas uh, uh, two uh, avenues that one can pursue pursue in order to help a narcissistic person. Uh, as I said, the challenge is that narcissistic person will not go to, for counselling. Mm. So, so, if if the person is unaware, you know what 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 can can one do? But if a person is is basically willing uh, to to uh, to go for counselling, then then the the challenge of a counselor would be to actually bring to their attention that they may have uh, uh, problems with 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 self-centeredness. And and um, so that's the first step in healing. A counselor then would would embark on 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 reprogramming of their mind if they're willing through cognitive behavior therapy. But we are ministers, just as mm-hmm, basically, mm-hmm. Uh, just as as as, uh, as yeah. So we're really we're uh,
0: talking about you know pride and selfishness uh, uh, in the human being, aren't we? In the human soul.
5: That's right. Just, just as as counselors have their own tools, we're talking about secular counselors. We as ministers have our own tools. We actually use different uh, terminology. Uh, we use the words uh, as, as basically the need to confess, to acknowledge. Uh, we, 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 uh, we actually, uh, uh, we actually um, are, are talking about repentance, which means changing one's face. We're talking about new birth and transformation. Uh, and so this is a healing process to which we are only too glad uh, to lead um, the, uh, the people to. So, Yeah, but they need to recognize their issue, to acknowledge it and confess it, to apologize and change their ways.
0: Somebody asked me, you know, the question, you know, what must I do to be saved? And, you know, this is is very similar right here, isn't it? You know, recognize that we're a sinner in need of a Savior and go to Jesus Christ. And that's the solution for narcissism. You know, the Bible says that we're all born sinful. Sinful since the fall, you know, we find that in Romans five twelve, and this means that we are all born with our own sinful tendencies and no ability to be good or righteous on our own, which I think is really important for us to understand. And what we call human nature, the Bible calls flesh. That's right. You Read that in the Bible. You know, flesh in the Bible—that's what it's talking about. Um, a part of our sinful nature—it's a total focus on self. That's right. This focus. Um, you know, I, I guess you would call it egocentrism. Yes, is uh, is how babies see and experience the world. And narcissism is like that, and uh, and adults still relate to the world like an infant. Exactly,
5: uh, they're lacking this maturity, and and that's why, uh, Lyle. In conclusion, I'm delighted that as ministers and. And as Christian counselors, we have the additional resource, the Bible, as the guide to help us to lead the people in this healing process from a personality disorder, from a selfish person to a selfless, highly functional, transformed human being. And that's where I see the greatest change. Absolutely.
0: Thank you, David. Thank you so much for joining us.
5: Thank you.
1: What comes to mind when you think of studying nursing? Practical experience? A rewarding career? Great employment prospects? When you think of nursing, think of Avondale College of Higher Education. 92.7% of our nursing graduates were employed within four months of completing their degree, with credible experience and with friends for life. To apply now, visit avondale.edu.au. It's higher education designed for life.
4: My shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. to Faith FM, positively different radio.